every goal that you can set is a good goal and one that God's going to bless. Join Dr. Dixon as she talks about three questions you need to ask so you can set the kind of goals that God will bless. Well, I tell you, I'm back again this week because I know that you need encouragement when you begin to enter into a race. I mean, when you enter into a race, everything that you have been sitting on, I'm telling you right now, it begins to stand up on the inside of you and scream no. (laughs) But you know what? I'm so glad that you've entered in. You have made the decision to enter in and to enter in grasping hold to Christ Jesus. And when we do that, he will seize everything that's trying to stop us. Well, as that's being done, let me ask you and let me share with you. What is the second thing that you need to do as a Christian to see growth? Yes. Well, you know, I want to call it this being a long haul Christian. You've got to have the proper attitude. Yeah. You know, I got real quiet, didn't I? I did it on purpose. You know why? I'm allowing you a minute to think about that. A few seconds. Do you know that an athlete, any athlete, will tell you that attitude is often the difference between victory and defeat? Oh, as little and light as it seems of that statement, that's real heavy, isn't it? A team that lacks in raw talent can sometimes defeat a team with much more ability because they have the right attitude going into the game. Attitude is crucial in the spiritual life as well. The Greek word translated to think or be minded in Philippians 3 and 15 have this attitude. You know what? It is used 10 times in Philippians out of 26 New Testament uses. Now, since the theme of Philippians is joy, there is a definite correlation between attitude and joy. Two strands of Paul's attitude come through in these verses. He views Christian growth as a lifelong process. That's why I'm saying a long haul attitude. That's what Paul had. And he views Christian growth as the kind of thing where you never can say, I've arrived. So you have to keep moving ahead. I've got a statement that I coined decades ago. Keep moving. Keep moving. And it was from reading the word of God where Paul was saying, I can't never stop. I never count myself as apprehended. I never feel as though I have arrived. You must keep moving. You got to have the proper attitude to do that. And you've got to know it's got to be a long haul attitude. What do I mean by that? I mean that Christian growth is a lifelong process. Paul had been converted for at least 25 years when he wrote Philippians. There's no question that he is one of the most outstanding believers of all times. And yet over and over, he reveals his mindset that he was still in the process. Mm, Not that I have already obtained, he says. I haven't obtained it in chapter 3, verse 12. Meaning, I have not yet come to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. And he's saying, you know what? I haven't even begun to conform to his death in a complete and total way. Ah, he said, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. Twice he says it. I press on. You know, that word literally means to pursue. And by the way, when you think of extensions to pursuing, think about to persecute. Paul, he uses this. Chapter 3, around verse 
6, he says, I'm still reaching forward toward the prize. When a runner began, it starts stretching toward the finish line. He's been at it for 25 years, but here Paul says he doesn't view himself as having arrived. I look at that many times as a believer who's not ashamed to be transparent. Just because you say, hey, I've been in this race a long time. But if you're not willing to be transparent, you're still wearing that mask. You're still trying to be someone, something that you are not in front of people. Just be real. (laughs) Come on. Enter into this race. Uh Uh-huh. Just let's get real and get ready for this long haul attitude. The Christian life isn't a hundred yard dash. It's a lifelong marathon. I'm telling you. And even though on that tombstone, I know I went way back with that word, huh? They just have a dash between the time you were born and the time you live. But that dash, that dash, uh, that's not a hundred yard dash. Uh Uh-uh. That's a lifelong run. How about that? You're going to have to make it. Oh, you can't say I've been a Christian 40 years, 50 years. Ah, You cannot continue to think I don't need to grow anymore. Stop running. Mm -mm. You can't. You've got to think. I've got to press. I've got to move forward. I must keep moving. I've got to keep running. Long distance runners have to complete the entire course. When they sign up for that marathon, they can't stop halfway through and say, oh, I was in a marathon and I won. No, winners have to go all the way. Mm -hmm. You can't decide after so many miles that you've run far enough. And you know, many times that's the way Christians view their growth as a lifelong process. Ah, you know what? I've been doing this a long time. Oh yeah, I got it. I know what to do. No, you don't. You have to get a strategy. You have to be prayerful. You've got to walk in faith. You have to continue to be real before the Lord. You have to continue to stretch. You have to continue to reach forward and press toward. Oh, you have to pursue. You have to go after. You cannot stop. It's a lifelong process. Uh, The long haul attitude. And when we have that attitude, that's our mindset. That's the way we think about it. That's what we have to possess. Mm Mm-hmm. This type of mindset and know that we're in it for the long haul attitude. And when you begin to view your Christian growth with the right attitude and knowing that it's a lifelong process, it's going to do so much in your life. And two things that I can think of right now. First, you'll have the human tendency to want to just see God move and that you're committed. You're not letting go. You're going to keep moving forward. You're not going to look for quick fixes. And you're not going to look for easy answers to difficult problems. Isn't now those reasons within itself are wonderful. There's so many people today want instant coffee, instant tea, quick fix. And so many people today, huh, easy answers. Those that go to church, just lay hands on me. You just pray for me. You just, they don't want to get in the race and put forth the long haul attitude and, and in it to win it. <laughs> Whew. Oh, yes. So I'm here to tell you, if you've got some major problems, you know what you need to do? You need to get a long haul attitude and get in it to win it and know that you're not in it for a quick fix. You're not in it for something to happen easily for you in a difficult situation, but you have a long haul attitude knowing that you have not arrived, that you're still learning and that you're still growing. So you must keep Reaching, you must do what growth requires. Move ahead. Always moving ahead. (sighs) Paul said, if you think you have 
arrive. Oh, I got news for you. Paul is one that could have thought that, but he always kept in mind that he wasn't there yet. That's the key right there. Always keep in mind, I'm not there yet. I still got more growing to do. If you say I got more growing to do, you're saying I have more living to do. As long as you keep this long haul attitude, as long as you enter in the race, as long as you stretching and moving forward, don't stop moving. Let me tell you, you've got an assignment. And as long as there's an assignment, you will be here for it to come to pass. Oh, you can believe that. Mm-hmm. If you want to see great and mighty things happening, you got to keep moving ahead and have the long haul attitude. I want to look at verse 13. That's a very popular verse. I do. Uh-huh. This one thing I do. Uh, when I think about that, I think about how that I do. That's real brief. But in the Greek, it makes it so emphatic. He says, but one thing I do. Paul is saying, I am single-minded on this. I have an attitude about this. I'm not just going to, you know, sit around and doing the same thing. I'm going to get ready and do this one thing I'm going to do. What is he saying he's going to do? I'm going to always be moving. That's what he's saying. I'm going to always be moving how? Moving forward to the future. I'm going to always be pressing on in the present. Uh, an attitude of moving ahead from the past. Oh, uh, forgetting what lies behind. Oh, wow. Look at the picture of a runner who doesn't make the mistake of looking over his shoulder. His eyes are fixed on the goal. Oh, and if he's made any mistakes earlier in the race, he doesn't kick himself by replaying them in his mind. Mm -mm. If he did, well, that won't get him anywhere. <laughs> He'll find himself gloating. But you leave the past behind and you keep moving on toward the finish line. Oh, let me tell you, if you begin to do that, you'll begin to see God heal you from the difficult past that you've been in. Oh, yes, you'll begin to see yourself just get out of it. You'll just start coming out of it instead of delving into your past and reliving the hurtful things that happened. No, no, you are going to begin to leave the past behind and keep moving on toward the finish line. Oh, you know what? As I look at Philippians, I want you to know, Paul, he's letting us know that we should not be controlled by the past. When you have a long haul attitude, you're not going to let the past control you. Someone, you know... Many times has used an analogy about a car with a rear view mirror. You don't drive by looking in the mirror. That's not the way you drive. You drive by looking ahead out of the windshield. But it's helpful to take decisions about how to drive safely in the present and future. But if you spend too much time looking in your mirror, you'll probably crash because you're not paying attention to the present. In the same way, we need to take periodic glances backward, but we also need to put the past, good and bad, behind us. Accept God's grace and enabling for the present and move on with what he is calling us to do now. An attitude of moving ahead, when you start moving ahead toward the future, aim for the goal, reaching forward to what lies ahead. Paul used a term describing a runner who stretches and strains every muscle as he runs toward the finish line. The upward call of God is his call to salvation, which culminates when we stand before him to give an account and receive rewards for how we've run the race. <laughs> oh, yes. I say all the time, I share with different ones and letting them know you got to forget the good and the bad. You can't hold on to any of it and move forward. You move forward and you begin to work and you'll see your work standing the test because you're not in this by yourself. 
Remember, when you entered, you entered in with Jesus Christ. (laughs) Winner all the time. And I want you to know things that you're doing. mm -mm. It's going to stand the test of fire. It's going to stand the test of being overwhelmed. It's going to stand the test of stress, strain, and struggle. It will stand the test. Everything you do, how you conduct yourself, I'm telling you, with your family and your public, if you will have the long haul attitude, you will stand the test. Mm. All will be done. Everything that you do. With the mindset, I'm going to stand before the Lord and give an account one day. And I want to be pleasing unto him. That's my ultimate thought. That's why I do what I do. An attitude of moving ahead. I'm telling you, of moving forward for the long haul. Not only is for what's in the future, but also what's right now in the present. So we keep moving. I press on toward the goal. Paul had a holy dissatisfaction with where he was at. So he kept pressing on. I don't know about you. I get a holy dissatisfaction. I said, this is not where I'm supposed to be. I'm entitled to be a winner. I'm entitled to have what God said I can have. It's a holy dissatisfaction. Well, Paul had that. And he kept pressing on. Oh, saying yesterday's blessings. I thank God for them. Glory to God. Yesterday's experience. Wonderful. But you know what? They won't do for today. No, 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 no. I'm walking daily with the Lord. I'm always wanting more. I'm always learning more. I'm always growing more. And you know what? I'm never treading water or coasting. I'm moving forward. I'm pressing onward. (laughs) And then I love it because in Philippians 3 and 12, Paul says, I'm not perfect. But in the 15th verse, he says, it implies that he's saying uh that he's not perfect. Even though some people, some readers, as you're reading it, you might think you're perfect, but he's not contradicting himself. In chapter three, around verse 12, the four verses there, he's saying that absolute perfection is not attainable in this life. He says it. And so he uses the word that has a relative meaning. And he says mature. (laughs) Uh, I teach all the time about that word mature in the Bible. You see, we can become mature. The mature. Mature Christian is not perfect. The mature Christian, you're growing on and learning from yesterday and moving it forward and moving toward. Oh, yeah, all of that. But you're not perfect. You don't look at yourself as perfect, but you see yourself as growing mature. I'm growing toward perfection. That means I've learned from yesterday and I'm using what I've learned, that wisdom today. And I'm moving forward. Oh, isn't that wonderful? That's why he says not attainable in this life, because why? We are ever growing the long haul attitude process. We are ever growing, moving forward. Oh, yes. Reaching toward. Oh, oh. And when you begin to do that, you'll begin to see things happening in your life. When you realize I haven't arrived, oh, but I must and I can keep growing. I can be better. Mm. And so a lot of people don't share that attitude. Paul knew. He recognized that that some would not share his attitude because they are not mature. Those who disagree with Paul, those of you that sit out there, oh, yes, I can reach perfection. You're not mature. Stay teachable. And God will show you where you need to grow. Stay teachable. You don't know it all. You never will know it all. What you learned yesterday was not all of it. It was only a part. It was what you needed yesterday. Let it go. Let's move forward. Hold on to the wisdom. Let's move forward. Let's press onward. See great and mighty things. 
Paul adds, and I'm closing, in the 16th verse, uh huh, there in the third chapter, so that no one will mistake him to mean that you can just kick back and not work at growing at all. You know, that's what some folks are doing. Oh, what's the use? I'll just stay where I'm at. I'm good. Uh-uh. He means that wherever you're at, you need to keep living in obedience to the light God has shown you and keep seeking him for more. If God has dealt with some part of your life, whatever part that he's showing you that you need to come up in, don't slip back into it again. If he's cleaned out a dirty closet of your life, don't start throwing junk in there again. If you want to grow in the Lord, it's essential that you maintain a teachable heart. A teachable heart is humble because it admits I may be wrong or lacking in understanding. I may need to repent and change. A teachable heart is submissive, ready to respond to the new light God gives from his word. A person with a teachable heart is not a know-it-all, refusing to learn from other Christians. With that kind of teachable heart, keep moving in the present. Begin to allow God to not only exchange a lot of your weaknesses by entering into the race, getting fit, getting ready, and then keep that long haul attitude, knowing that when you will do that, oh, you'll see the benefits in your life as never before. Oh, yes, you'll find yourself growing and going toward that that God has for you, and it will be wonderful. You'll not be looking for a quick fix. You'll not be looking for easy answers to difficult questions, but you're in it for the long haul. You're moving forward and you're pressing on, moving forward to your future, pressing on in your present. Well, My prayer for you is that God allows you to live as long as you want and that you never want as long as you live. I am Carol Dixon. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Dash is here to serve the community positively, productively, and prayerfully. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can listen to this podcast and previous podcast episodes again and again. Also, share Dash with neighbors, friends, and family members by sending the podcast through email, text, and Facebook. If you need more information about Dr. Carol Lee Dixon and Dash, go to caroldixon.net. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.